0: Hello and welcome to the Unlearning Podcast, a show about unlearning self-limiting beliefs, coping with anxiety, and healing through self-love. I'm Jenna Slaughter, self-love coach, recovered people pleaser, and mental health enthusiast. And every other week, I'm going to bring you a topic or guest that is going to help you reshape how you experience the world, unlearn the ways you've been playing small, and send love to the places that need it the most. Are you ready? Let's get into it. For a second year in a row, the LGBTQ community and our allies will miss our pride parades, our festivals, and pretty much every community-building event that we've come to rely on. But don't worry, fam. We bring you the Pride and Joy Summit. Join us for community, learning and connection in an affirming and loving virtual space. On day one, we'll bring together queer influencers and business owners from around the world for a day of inspiring the next generation of LGBTQ content creators and change makers. On day two is a day full of support and empowerment for LGBTQ families of all kinds, straight parents and community leaders. For ticket and speaker information, follow the link below in our show notes. Well, hello, my friends. Today, we're gonna to be talking about perfectionism, something I have a lot of experience with and experience I'm learning. So I thank you so much for joining me And wherever you are joining me from, I'm sending you love. If this is on your commute, if this is at home while you are doing dishes, or if you are just sitting down and taking the time, I want to thank you so truly for being here with me in this moment. So, mm, perfectionism. We're going to be talking about what it is, how it shows up, where does it come from, And of course, as always, the antidote, how we are going to unlearn and I'll leave you with some tactics and strategies, of course, by the end here. So if you could, I just want to throw in a little final ask. If you could, if you have not yet, please leave us a review it means the world to our tiny little podcast. If you leave reviews and if you share with a friend, we would literally double our audience overnight if everybody shared with just one person. So um, let's get into this topic. This one actually came in from an Instagram suggestion when I was asking my followers about what we should do for our next topics. We've hit over 10 episodes now and I'm super proud and I need some more ideas as far as what you want to hear from me. So let me know at the unlearning podcast on Instagram or at it's Jenna Slaughter on Instagram. That is me and I'll put it in the show notes. So without further ado, let's get to it. Perfectionism. It seems pretty straightforward, right? Not accepting anything less than perfect or putting an unrealistic desire on yourself to be perfect, so much so that it becomes an avoidance or a fear of failure. It also comes with its dear other friend, procrastination. And their sweet cousin quitting things if you don't naturally excel at them. Okay? Sounding familiar? Sometimes we even look in society, we look at perfectionistic tendencies as a good thing. In highly detailed environments, they can be talked about and leveraged as a huge asset. In some ways and in some doses, striving to be the best that you can be in something is not a bad thing. I'm not trying to trash that. What I am trying to trash is the idea that we can ever be perfect. We're innately human, we are imperfect beings, so so where do we go from there when we are setting ourselves up for failure? Perfectionism can come from being praised by the things you do well and not by the effort that is put in and rewarding the learning process. This is why it's really important to analyze the way that we are talking to and rewarding the little kiddos around us. And basically, this comes down to ultimately someone believing and being conditioned to believe, however unintentionally it is a condition and a learned response, that they're valuable only because of what they achieve and, and not because of what they do for other people. Okay? This is learned, which means it can be unlearned. Another thing that I've noticed and a tendency that I've personally had is that I'm trying to control the outcome and it comes through if this is just perfect then some everybody's going to like it and therefore it will be successful and people will like me i will be accepted right other ways that this shows up is me being paralyzed over trying to figure out the exact right next step instead of just taking a step it's like a total paralysis because i want to figure out the absolute closest way to get to the goal And instead, have ended up not making progress at all. The other way that this would show up for me, and uh, I noticed this in a lot of other people as well too, is that when we try new things, it is so hard to be bad at something. (laughs) And to be bad at it long enough that you can get good at it. I found that for me, uh, learning like aerial silks and aerial trapeze, learning circus things with my body as an adult was a really helpful teacher in that there isn't a shortcut to being, being great. You can't bypass the beginning stage and go straight to advance. It does not work that way. And sometimes it is still valid, (laughs) not even sometimes, always, it is valid to have hobbies and desires outside of the things that make you money, things that give you joy, that is still valuable. And it's really hard to blend that with a perfectionistic mentality where you need to be on 100% all of the time. And what you produce needs to be perfect. And everybody making mistakes is the end of the world. And failure is absolutely debilitating. It robs us of all of our humanness and our our ability to make mistakes and our ability to learn and grow while we're here. Might as well throw that in there while we're at it. Okay, I won't go down this this ra- rabbit hole any further. But I needed you to know. The other ways that perfectionism shows up is leading to trouble shutting off or leading to wasting time on really minute details and projects so they take way longer than they need to. And procrastination, they go hand in hand, It is ultimately an avoidance of failure. And you've set yourself up for failure by holding yourself to a ruler of perfectionism, right? It also has real mental health implications. It leads to increased anxiety, depression, eating disorders, and self-harm. All right, fam, we've now made it to the antidote and unlearning portion. This is where I give you the where the fuck do we go from here steps. And we all know that if you've clicked on the episode that's titled Unlearning Perfectionism, you likely already know what it is and are um, a fellow type A person like me. So let's do this thing. Have you ever heard of the term process-oriented versus goal-oriented? So if you're a perfectionist, You are very likely that goal oriented, that like type A personality, right? And so when we get to that point of burnout and we get to that point where our anxiety is so high, what really we need to do is lean into the process. What the fuck is the point of reaching a goal if it's not a goal that is actually, you're not, if you're not enjoying the journey? Why would you want to try to climb the mountain? Why would you want to try to get to the top of the hill? Why, if you're not enjoying the journey, why why do it? Fall in love with the process, with the day to day, and keep your focus ahead of you, small steps at a time, and give yourself some leeway and realize I am human, I have needs. My body sometimes is going to need things from me that are incompatible with my to-do list that day. And that is okay. That is part of the human experience. But keep your focus right ahead of yourself and try to give yourself grace when your capacity is just not there. Another tactic is to break things into smaller steps. Okay. If we have a really large project, it can be super easy to put it off and put it off just for another week, just another day, et cetera, break it into smaller pieces and make it into little mini tasks that like lead to the bigger thing. Something that I like to do is I will make, um, the lists and like the subtasks of things. And I'll make it into a visual if it all builds on itself. So it's like a little journey and you can color it in as you go. Kind of like the um, fundraiser trackers when we were in elementary school. Am I dating myself? Um, I think they probably still do that, right? Um, I hope so. Anyways, (laughs) Um, so you can visualize and lean into the fact that your brain wants to feel like you are making progress towards something and wants to like, it wants to have meaning with it. So give it that by giving it a visual, um, but fall in love with the day-to-day process of things of what you are doing. Like, why are you doing these things? Get in touch with the why you're doing it, not just the what. What even is a mistake or a failure anyway? I've talked about the myth of normal and why it's bullshit that we are we are on this one track train through life with all of these expectations of who we marry, how we present ourselves, where we work, et cetera, et cetera. But within this, it's also tied up with the idea of mistakes and failure which we've also socially constructed we socially constructed it and that means we also need to look at our perceptions and our judgments what it means to have a mistake what it means to fail and what um what of those rules that we are consenting and signing up for, and continuing to subscribe to, and what ones we are going to unsubscribe from? For some people, they could have been conditioned in a very risk adverse household that the idea of giving up the security of a corporate job and going out to work for yourself um, it is equated to a much larger perception on their character because of that choice and if they fail well there's some level of a you deserved it what is coming with the mistake and failure is the the thing that i offer to you that is really helpful to pull apart it's really helpful to unpack what else is coming with Because when we get triggered into our trauma and we get triggered into our fear of failure, we need to see what else is coming with it. Are they judgments in a whole story about how this this mistake or this failure in your business is going to equate to the fact that you aren't good at making decisions at all? And you should have just stayed in your corporate job because it was silly for you to leave. Like these are the types of big stories that we pick up that continue to come with us. And it's our job to become aware of what they are when they are showing up. And so during those times that we are in a high elevated state of anxiety, we can have that little flag that pops up that's like, hey, we're thinking about this and we, we were unsubscribing from this or like, hey, we need to unpack this, okay? It's not about always being able to navigate it right in the moment, but it's about having a little flag system for yourself so you can become aware of it and then you can work on unpacking it either with yourself, with your journal, with a coach. You get what I'm saying from here, right? The next the next little tidbit that I want to offer you is that done is better than perfect. I know we've talked about it, but I'm going to suggest a literal assignment. I started doing this and it was kind of flab- <laughs> flabbergasting when I started intentionally putting out B plus work because it became, it started out with a really scary exercise that I was releasing something that wasn't done yet. I wasn't, I didn't have the time to sit there and do all of the things, but it needed to go out. And nobody noticed. Nobody noticed the spelling error. Nobody actually cared, but I got the content out. Nobody actually cares the difference between the 92 to 95% and that you can actually send out Things at an 85% and that it, the impact and the, the message is still there, it becomes pretty silly wasting time on trying to achieve that perfection when good is good enough. So you know that that cheesy line that if it's meant to be, it will be, or that there are no mistakes. Um, mine is I'm always exactly where I need to be and I'm learning the lesson that I need to learn. If I embody that, then there are no mistakes. So I offer this to you. If you can truly affirm for yourself that I am, I am learning what I need to learn in my soul's journey and that I'm right exactly where I need to be, then there aren't mistakes. There are not failures. You can learn to move through it with ease at intentionally putting out B plus work, that embracing the good is good enough mentality. Another way that we can unlearn this perfectionism is purposely doing things that, and by things, I mean like art mediums, creations like watercolors, alcohol inks, um, resin type of stuff, stuff where you really lose the control in how it comes out. And it forces you to embrace that the outcome does not need to be the vision. And sometimes, and a lot of times, it turns out even better than you had actually imagined. So when you... Are drop like when you drop down alcohol inks or the watercolors, you don't know where they're gonna go and exactly how they're gonna spread. You can learn techniques and ways to manipulate it, of course. But the point is, is that d- disconnection that you're working on from the control and the the outcome and. What it needs to look like and the mistakes and failures, like just being present with the creative process. That's the shift and that's the job. And when you can do that in a creative process, then you can repeat that in other areas of your life as well. I want to touch on before we close out this episode is the transition from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. I'm going to reference Carol Dweck because honestly, she's one of the best known people that has talked about this. She has a great, great TED talk on it, and you should totally check it out. Um, So here's a quote from her. In a fixed mindset, students believe that their basic attitudes, their intelligence, their talents are all just fixed traits. They have a certain amount and that's that. And then their goal becomes to look smart all the time and to never look Dumb. Oh boy, do I feel that. Uh, in a growth mindset, though, students understand that their talents and abilities can be developed through effort, good teaching, and persistence. They don't necessarily think everyone's the same or anyone can be Einstein, but they believe everyone can get smarter if they work at it. Now, which of these feels better to you? Which of these feels kinder to you? The gross one, right? Yeah, me too. And so that's where we want to move toward is embracing that we can get better. So it's saying that, like, instead of saying, I can't do something, it's, I am learning, I am learning this, or I am working towards this, or I'm not yet. When it comes to little kids like my niece, Maisie, We'll say things and like reaffirm that trying is the important part, especially if she's fallen into it and I can't. Because guess what? Things are hard when you're learning them the first time. We'll affirm her feelings and then ask how we can support them. And if they had just made a mistake or fallen because they're learning how to roller skate right now, we can ask, oh, how can you try this differently next time? Like, oh, that then, then tunes them into, oh, I could try and not lean over so much on my skates. I'll try and learn that for next time. And they can apply that mistake as a learning opportunity for their growth. It's this goal here is like unlearning on my own as well as unlearning by seeding a generation of kids that is less fearful of that failure uh, than we were and are willing to use these mistakes as learning opportunities and to embrace their humanness ultimately. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Unlearning Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, the biggest compliment that you can give is to rate and review on whatever platform you're using. You can find information for one-on-one coaching, full show notes, and tools at my website links below. Until next time, keep on learning.